So what could you offer in your business that is that first step on the value ladder? That first step, that first opportunity that your client, who's maybe in one of your free communities, has to take a step towards working with you. It doesn't mean that they have to go full out and invest in your mastermind or your group program. It just means that they have that low ticket opportunity to make that first step towards working with you. This is the Building Online Sales Success Podcast, helping you to build, market, and sell your offers online. I'm Rachel Howarth, and I'll be sharing the strategies that are allowing me and my clients to create online success without using the icky, awkward tactics that you have been trying to avoid. Sales can be easy, not sleazy. And in this show, you'll get to see behind the curtain and discover the sales secrets that will create the impact, income, and freedom that you've been dreaming of. It's time to stop doubting yourself and start creating the business that you truly deserve. One of the things that I always promised I would do on this podcast is get real, to really tell the truth, to strip everything back and to share maybe some of the things that other coaches, other uh, consultants online don't share with you. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do here in this episode, because today we're talking about designing a profitable online business model and what the key components of a profitable business model actually look like. Now, first of all, let's just get our um, get our terminology clear. When I say business model, you might also have heard it called a product suite, a service suite, or a value ladder. And really all that is, is a combination of products, programs, and services that support you in achieving your vision. That's what I mean by business model. Now, your business model is a foundational aspect of your business. And for me, it is the very essence of what makes us an entrepreneur. It's the very essence of actually leading my own business. Because I recognized quite early on in my entrepreneurial journey that I get to choose. I get to choose the business model that I want, not what auntie, uncle, brother, sister, friend, whoever thinks, your coach, your mentor. No, it's what you want. I've built my business based around what I want, what makes me happy, what brings me joy, what helps me create the impact that I want to create in the world. And your business model needs to do the same for you. So you do need to get clear on what is that impact that you want to create? What result do you want to help somebody to achieve? Who is that somebody? Who do you want to serve? How do you want to deliver your services? So those are all things that we need to get really clear on before we can build our business model. Now, I've put in the episode title today the word profitable because it is possible for you to have a perfectly working business model, but, but for it not to be profitable. So it is important in business that we aim for profit. We hear all the time, don't we, that people want to do a 10K month, 100K year. And actually, what's really important is what's left in the bank afterwards. What cash do you have left over to fuel your vision, to fuel your dreams, to fuel your travel, your freedom, your family, all of the things that you want in your life. It's the profit left over 
that allows you to achieve those things. So I call it a profitable online business model because that is the way that I want to encourage you to think. So let's get into the details, shall we, about what is it that goes into a profitable business model? Well, the first thing is that that business model needs to allow you to earn the level of income that you want to earn. So, for example, if you want to earn 100K in a year as a turnover figure and the service that you sell costs $1,000, then 1,000 into 100,000 means that you've got to sell your service to 100 people. Yeah, really basic, really simple numbers. Now, once you think about the fact that you probably don't just want to sell one service and you don't therefore have just one price point, the math becomes a little bit more tricky, but still fairly straightforward. So if you had, say, three products and services that you wanted to sell, you've got those three price points, what you need to do is just work out how many of each of those products do you have to sell in a year to hit the income goal that you have. Okay, so if you wanted to sell 50K of worth of turnover in a year and you had a product worth $27 and another product worth $500 and another product worth $4,000, then you just work out what is the combination of products and services, the volume of sales that I need to make in a year in order for me to hit that 50K. So that's the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do. Really get clear on your income goal and the price points of the services that you want to sell and work out how many clients for each service do I need to win in a year. It's really helpful to think about it over a year because it stops you thinking short term. It stops you thinking about the particular month that you're in or the particular phase of business or mindset that you are in. Think about things from an annual perspective because it just encourages you to think that little bit bigger. So that's the income side of it. Once you can see that your pricing, your income goal is aligned, it's time to think about exactly how to build that business model. So there's really four levels to it. There's the free level, there's the low ticket, the signature ticket or mid ticket signature item. So there's really four levels to your business model. The first level is free. Now, in your free area of your business model is your free communities. Could be a Facebook group, could be a clubhouse club that you've been growing. It could be your LinkedIn community. It could be your email list is a free community. The other aspect that goes into the free area of your business model are your lead magnets. Do you have resources, free guides, ebooks, quizzes, masterclasses, webinars, challenges. There's a whole long list of things that you could build up in your free area of your business model for you to use as lead generation tools. I'm a big fan of running a challenge. I run, well, I've got two four-day challenges that I absolutely love running. Are they successful at enrolling clients? Absolutely they are. But there are certain things about a challenge that might mean that that is not a good way for you to enroll your clients. I also have a free warm up your Instagram audience guide, which is a great way for me to sell one of my low ticket services. So it's really about building the free resources, the free communities in a way that you feel confident that they're going to support the enrollment and the launching 
of your services. Now, when I say launch, don't get put off. This also works for you if you've got an evergreen business. So you've got your free, your community area. The next level on your value ladder is your low ticket offers. Now, you've probably seen a lot of people offering anything from a $7 product, which could be Canva templates, you know, daily affirmation cards, something that's, you know, fairly low investment, priced at $7, really there to just encourage clients to make that first sale so that you can build a relationship and upsell. Your low ticket area might also include um, something of like, say, $197. My social selling academy that sells for $197. Um, and I discount it sometimes down to $27. So, you know, that would be a great example of a low ticket offer. So what could you offer in your business that is that first step on the value ladder? That first step, that first opportunity that your client, who's maybe in one of your free communities, has to take a step towards working with you. It doesn't mean that they have to go full out and invest in your mastermind or your group program. It just means that they have that low ticket opportunity to make that first step towards working with you. They're in your community and they've decided that they like you. They like what you're about, your values, what you stand for, the mission that you're on. And they really want to get involved in your world. Then it's your low ticket offers that you'll often find is the first place that people go when they want to spend some money with you. So another example of a great low ticket offer is a one hour session, a power hour session. My advice would be don't just sell a one hour session because that's very, very general. Package up that one hour session and give it a purpose, give it a value, give it something tangible as an outcome. For example, I sell a one hour power hour, which is how to build your 100K business model. And I sell that for $147. So it's a low investment. It's one hour with a tangible outcome because the client knows that they're going to come out of that session with a launch calculator, with a, with a visual um, you know, representation of their business model that we've built together. So I will ask them a number of questions and really draw out of them during the session what that business model needs to look like and how we can make the numbers stack up so that they will be able to do a 100K turnover in their business. So my challenge back to you is what could you do in one hour for your clients, which gives them a tangible, valuable output that becomes then an absolute no-brainer investment for them to start that journey of working with you. So have a think about, have you got the right low ticket offers right now? Could you add a power hour? Could you add you know, a simple mini training, something that's really quite small and therefore low risk for your client? The next level on your value ladder is what I call your signature program. You might have heard this, you know, called lots of things, but this is the thing that you want to be known the most for. The thing that you love to deliver more than anything else in your business. It's price point, you know, it, it could be it could be fairly low ticket. It doesn't have to be high ticket. It's whatever you think its value looks like. So if you're 
signature system, if your signature program is allowing somebody to go on and make a million dollars, then I would absolutely urge you to make that a high ticket offer. If the output, however, is, you know, is not got a huge return on investment and it doesn't have to be financial, it can be emotional. If you're a health coach and the output is, you know, mental well-being or a fitness coach and the output is losing 20 kilograms, you know, the output doesn't have to be financial for the return on investment to be high. Value is in the eye of the beholder, just like beauty. It's the value perception in the eye of your client that really, really matters. So pricing is a whole other conversation. And I think maybe that's a whole other podcast episode in itself. So your signature system, your signature program is the thing that sits right in the middle of your value ladder and is really what you want everybody to end up working with you on. So all of the people that buy your low ticket offer, the upsell, the natural upsell is that one day they move into your signature program. And then from your signature program, you might then be able to upsell people into a high ticket offer. Now, often a signature item could be a group coaching program or it could be your signature one to one. But your high ticket offer might be a high ticket one to one, a high touch, full support. When I when I deliver my high ticket coaching, I call it high touch. And that's because the client gets to contact me any time. Now, of course, I need to sleep and they understand that. But um, yeah, your high ticket offer should be a VIP offer, something which gives a really high value output because you're going to charge a high ticket price for it. So they're the four areas of your value ladder, free, low ticket, signature and high ticket. And there may be people around you right now, family members, friends, coaches, mentors, you know, peers, other people that do what you do. And they might be giving you some advice about your business model. They might be saying to you, well, you shouldn't sell it like that. You shouldn't do it like this. You shouldn't do a cohort. You should do evergreen and you shouldn't deliver a group coaching. You should do a one-to-one. Oh, and online courses are the way to go. That is BS. I'm sorry to call it out, but that is exactly what that is because it's not their business model. It's nobody else's but yours. So it's yours to design. And here are the things that I really, I really want to get you to think about. You know, here, here's a list of things that really come into my mind when I'm thinking about tweaking my business model. The first thing is what makes me happy? Simple as that. What brings me joy? What makes me feel amazing when I'm delivering it? I'm an energetic person. I'm a natural people person. I love a crowd. I'm always the first one to a party and the last one to leave. I love people. I love being around people. And so for me, when I think about which of my services brings me joy, it's the services where I'm in a group. So for me, when I build my business model, it was always going to be that a group coaching program was my signature offer because I love being in a group, but that might not be right for you. So think about what brings you the most joy, the most happiness when you're delivering your service. Another thing I want you to think about is think about what you're really, really good at. 
you know, what your, what your zone of genius is, what your natural talent is, your natural gift. Because if you're not delivering that, then well, actually you're doing yourself and your clients a disservice because if you have a natural talent, something that you are absolutely amazing at, something that gets reflected back to you often, if you're not delivering that, then, you know, you, you might not be giving yourself the best opportunity to help your clients. And I know that that's what you want to do. You want to create impact. So think about, you know, what you're really, really good at. Another thing to think about is your capacity. So when I say your business model is yours to design, well, time is our number one most precious resource that we've got. So you need to think about your capacity. Nobody else's capacity matters. Yours does. So for example, if you're in the UK and you've got children, I know that that gives you 34 weeks a year to work. I know that because I've worked it out. For anybody that doesn't know, I've got a little boy called Oliver who's seven and um, he's just gone off to school actually. So that's why I'm recording this episode now because finally I've got a peaceful house. But um, yeah, think about the impact on your time, your capacity, what hours in the day, in the week, in the month you want to work. If you want to work full time, great. If you don't have kids and you haven't got to work around school holidays, great. If you want to work 20 hours a week, great. You get my point, right? It's all about you. It's all about the hours that you want to work, the capacity that you have to spare to deliver and create impact in your business. So one of the things that you absolutely must consider when designing your business model is your capacity. Really think about that. Another consideration for you is, and this is quite a big one, it's whether or not you want your programs, your services to start and stop on a particular date. So I would call that a cohort-based program. Or whether or not you want your programs to be evergreen, which is always enrolling, you're always able to sell them. You haven't got to say to somebody, well, I'd love you to join my group coaching. However, we don't start another round for six weeks. Can you wait that long? So it might sound just by me saying that, that I favor evergreen and you'd be right. You know, I do favor evergreen, but cohort can work really, really well. And cohort has worked really, really well in my business. So some of the considerations around that decision that you, that, you know, you need to make around cohort and evergreen is around your client. Some clients learn like hares and some learn like tortoises. So what do I mean by that? Some people, when they join a program, they want to watch all the videos, do all the worksheets, do all the homework, and they want to do that at top speed. And there are other people that want to do it methodically, slowly. They want to do it at the same pace as you and the rest of the group. So some people go quickly and some people go slowly, just like hares and tortoises. Now, really, you want your business model to cater for both because you're always going to meet both types of person. You're always going to meet the people that are really ambitious, really excitable, really keen. They really want to learn everything as fast as possible. And you're always going to meet the people that are a little bit more cautious, a little bit more considered around the way that they learn. So be prepared for both types of people and make sure that you've got programs that serve both. Now, for me, my 
Oscar, my online sales coaching, um, online. So my online sales confidence accelerator is an evergreen program. And it hasn't always been. It was a cohort. It was a five-week program. I delivered it three times as a five-week program. And then we moved it to Evergreen. And some of the things that we had to do to change it into Evergreen was to change the way that we lead generate for that program, to change the way that we onboard and offboard. We changed some of the systems. We changed the way that the email sequences worked, you know, when somebody joined the program. So the work and, you know, there were some considerations to, uh, to think about when it came to moving from cohort to evergreen, but it's absolutely possible. And if you ever want to, you know, have a chat about doing that in your business, please feel free to just reach out. So anyway, we talked quite a lot about your business model. We've talked about the four levels, the free the low ticket, the signature, and the high ticket, the four different areas. We talked about some considerations that you need to make to make sure that your business model is yours. And those considerations are your joy and your happiness and what you love to do. We've talked about what you're good at. And we've talked about the difference between cohort and evergreen. And we've talked about your capacity. So I'm going to summarize with this, just a little reminder for you. Your business model needs to serve you and you alone because it's your business. So really just take a minute after listening to this podcast, maybe, and think about your vision. Close your eyes. Think about a year from now. Where do you want to be? What do you want to be achieving? Who do you want to be impacting? And in what way do you want to be impacting them? Really take a moment to get clear on that and then consider those things versus your business model. Are your vision, your values, the income that you want, the life, the choice, the freedom, are all the things that you want to create supported by your business model the way that it looks right now? Really take a minute to think about that because your business model when you design it at the beginning of your journey, you know, I've, I've redesigned my business model a number of times. But when I first began my business five years ago, I designed my business model. Now, since that moment, I, I wouldn't even like to guess how many times I've changed my business model. So I just want to finish with a reminder for you that just because you have a business model that looks a particular way today doesn't mean that it can't change for tomorrow. And that tomorrow could be next week, next month, next quarter, next year, because it's your business model to design. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll see you again very soon. And if you do have any questions about anything that I've shared around business model, please do feel free to reach out. You've been listening to the Building Online Sales Success Podcast with me, your host, Rachel Howarth. And I want you to know how much I appreciate you listening. I really, really do. I'd be totally overjoyed if you could rate and review the podcast for me. And if you've enjoyed it enough to subscribe, then even better. And that means that you'll be notified for the next episode. And I can tell you now, it's going to be a juicy one. I'll see you soon.